Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode 85, all about bedtime snacks. That's what I've titled it, bedtime snacks, with guest Amy Palangin of Yummy Toddler Foods. You guys, as soon as you read this, you were probably like, yes, I need to I need to listen, because you could be either struggling with your child wanting bedtime snacks, and you feel like it's ruling over your bedtime, or you're wondering, when do I start to do a bedtime snack, and should I be doing that? Is my child legitimately hungry? I love how Amy talks us through this today. And it's a good opportunity to let you all know if you're feeling like, ah, yes, finally a podcast for me. It's for older kids. Guys, I have tons of resources for you. And I wanted to share three quick ways you can find more about this. You can always go to littlezsleep.com slash blog and search topics for blogs. Um, maybe you can type in toddler or preschooler or just the topic that you're looking for. Same thing with littlezsleep.com slash podcast. You can search through our podcast and blog archives to find these things. So today's podcast with Amy is a good one. Turn it up, listen in. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today. Um, We have a big topic that I get lots of questions on. Um, I'm so happy to have Amy of Comfort Food here. Welcome, Amy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, I have lots to talk with you about. Um, (laughs) Even I had a recent issue with this uh, bedtime snack topic with my child a couple nights ago, um, and I'm I'm excited to to pick your brain about it. Um, But before we dig in, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located, and what you do? Sure. Um, so I am Amy Plangian. I run yummytoddlerfood.com. So that's my main job these days. And then I co-host a podcast with my best friend called Comfort Food. And we talk about feeding ourselves, feeding kids, sort of the whole spectrum of picky eating, intuitive eating, um, <laughs> tips for happy family dinners. And I have three kids. I have seven, three, and um, nine months. And so we've got a nice range yes, of, you do. of phases there. And we live in a small town outside of Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I grew up on the East Coast and moved here about 10 years ago. So um, still, it's sort of amazing to me that we've lived here that long. But yeah. <laughs> um, so oh, yeah. That's, is it snowing there? I feel like I saw pictures it, of Yes, it has snowed twice this week. Oh my gosh, that is unreal to me. I know. There's like ice everywhere outside. I mean, it's been down in the 20s. It's like nuts. Is this basically your life for the next nine months? Like oh, when God. does this end? Um, March. I mean, I really hope that we go back and have like a, more of a fall. I mean, there's still like red leaves on trees. So hopefully it yeah. warms up a little bit. Just with snow on top of them. Yeah. 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 That is so wild to me. Um, and we're recording this podcast the day after Halloween. So that's why it's like just even more wild to yeah. me that that's yeah. happening. Um, but yeah, so um, almost funny on the heels of Halloween, because I'm sure everybody uh, is experiencing candy during bedtime routine, but um, shaking that off of my mind, uh, really interested to hear your thoughts about bedtime snacks, um, because I, I build this into my toddler and preschooler plans talking about, hey, you know, we, we can have um, dinner time. And if there's, you know, X amount of time between dinner and bed, you may need a bedtime snack. And when I say bedtime snack, I don't mean like in your bed after you've like gotten ready for bed. Um, I really mean like before we get ready for bed, I would love to hear um, timing. Let's start with there first. Like, when should we be evaluating, like, when does your child need a bedtime snack? At what time would that be best to serve? So I typically say if it has, if there is more than like an hour and a half to two hours between dinner and bedtime, your child legitimately may be hungry depending on how much they ate at dinner. 
Um, so that's that's sort of the window. I think it can be very difficult to figure out whether the child is trying to stall, um, whether they just want a, like a quote unquote snack food or whether they are truly hungry. So sort of keeping that time frame in mind, if it's like they just ate dinner and then five minutes later they asked for a snack, something was up about the way that dinner went. That's not um, not necessarily, a you know, that they need a bedtime snack. That is, I'm so glad you brought that last point up <laughs> because um, I, I recently had um, Jessica Gust of Elemental Element Nutrition. Uh-huh. We talked about milk more for younger kids, um, you know, filling up on milk, milk, milk. Yeah. But then it does come a time where it's like turning to like, no, I want more to eat. Um, and so I, I think it's interesting because um, yes, you can have that gap between dinner and bed and it may be time for a snack, but not like instantly, not like right after dinner is done. Right. Yeah, yeah, I always say that if a child is getting up from dinner and asking for a snack, then they may be in the habit of expecting you to give them something that they prefer. And so in that case, I would just remind parents to make sure that there is at least one to two foods on the table that the child usually likes, like that, you know, that they could eat if they were really hungry and to to just not get in the habit of immediately handing them some other food right after dinner. Yes. And that mindless, which is easy because you've had a long day, mm-hmm. but that mindless like, okay, yes. And I find myself doing that, not even for, just for food, but I'll say yes to something. I'm like, what, what did I just say yeah. yes to? Like, <laughs> I don't remember. But that that kind of, you know, air quotes, mindless yes, because we're just all tired at the end of the day. And we're just fine. You know, you must be hungry. I guess you need to eat something. Um, whatever we're grabbing for that child, of course, we now we need to be mindful of not giving it right afterwards, but offering a snack can be okay if you have that hour and a half to two hour gap between dinner and bedtime. But what would be some specific snacks that you would suggest we serve? Okay. So in my house, we almost always we do, if you're hungry, you can have a banana. If you don't want a banana, you can be hungry for breakfast. A banana in my mind, for most kids, I mean, some kids like adore bananas and would eat them all day long, but a banana is like a fine food that tastes fine, but it's not going to be like goldfish crackers or like their favorite food in the world. And so that in our house, that works because that is a way that if they're really hungry, they'll sit down and eat the banana. Um, Other things that can work are like just basic foods that are not super fun and that probably that the child would not ask for on their own, but that they like okay. So like a plain cheese stick, plain yogurt, um, some applesauce, plain cereal, like a piece of toast. It can, it, I mean, it can, it has to depend on the child because obviously those, you know, kids like some foods more than others, but I would suggest that you have like two regular ones and so that you're not like in the battle of deciding in that moment, but like you always offer something really basic that just can fit, that can satisfy hunger, but that it would never cause the child to not eat their dinner because they're holding out for that snack. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I say something like that, very similar, like holding out yeah. for something. That's the whole milk yep. thing that I talk about for, for like young toddlers is they're not going to eat dinner because they're holding out for like a 10 ounce glass yeah. of milk at bedtime or something like that. Um, and that's like for, yeah, the young toddlers, like 18 month old. So definitely, uh, love that. And I, I've never thought about the idea of a basic snack. Um, I can just see that now, like that kind of does turn off the fun. Like, yes, we can have something and that's fine. Um, but is there a reason, I guess from like nutrition wise that you say a banana? Um, there is not, there's not a reason. There may be one that I don't know of, but, um, that has just, that's just something that I've stumbled on because it 
I mean, and I don't even know that I did it on purpose the first time. So this just comes from real life experience where it's like something that most families often have and you don't have to do anything to it and it's easy to eat. Um, And I think it's like a fairly comforting food. And so it's just a nice, nice, simple, a nice, simple thing. I think also using the phrase, you can be hungry for breakfast can help remind some kids that they do get another chance to eat right, you know, in the morning. And so that can be like, oh, right. I do want to wait and like have pancakes or whatever it is. So that can help too. I like that. No. And I was thinking, I mean, banana is so simple. I just didn't know if there's like any hidden, like, oh yeah, there's this one thing in a banana. That, like, <laughs> no, I'm going to have to go look because no. I'm, I'm not sure off the top of my head. <laughs> But I I actually have suggested banana for kiddos who struggle with um, dirty diapers in the very early morning mm-hmm. time. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes not. It's like 50-50 shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, there is not any – There's that's a snack that we always have in our home right. is a banana. Um, and we have so many of them um, that, yeah, I mean, I love that. And I, I, I think that is a good point to phrase that. You can have a banana. What did you say again? Say your phrase You can again. have a banana, banana or you can be hungry for breakfast. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I think that's so smart. So we we definitely want to get on board with serving like some plain snacks for the child. How would you, uh, I guess, give us like a, a script or some ideas if that child is resisting that? Like I, I'm thinking about a mom who is going to start to implement this mm-hmm. with her kiddo and they're resisting it. Like, no, I want to blah, blah, blah. What are some some tactics that you could like kind of calmly walk through with that child? Um, so I So if this is the thing that happens every night in your house, like your child always asks for a bedtime snack, I would try to talk about it before that time happens. So it's sort of try to set expectations like when you're on the drive home from picking up your child or you're sitting and reading a book, like after you finish one, just say, okay, so tonight for bedtime, for a bedtime snack, we're going to try something different. If you're hungry, you can have a banana. Um, and then in the moment I would, I mean, and this goes for any time of the day, if the child is asking for something and you have decided not to serve it right then, Always remind the child that they can have access to that food at another time in the not too distant future. So if they're asking for like a yogurt stick and that's not one of your chosen bedtime snacks, you could say, I hear you that you want a yogurt stick, but we're not having that right now. You you are welcome to choose that for breakfast tomorrow morning or to pack one with your lunch and like make it not too far away so that they can grasp when that's going to happen. And that usually if you're consistent can... Um, that, I mean, that usually will just set the expectations and they may not, you know, the first few nights they're going to have to get the hang of the new system. So just sort of stick to your guns because the stuff, none of this happens immediately with most kids, but if you're consistent, then the routine will kick in. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, there's definitely no like just one night and finally your kid's like, oh, I'll have plain yogurt instead of my favorite goldfish snack in the world. Yeah, like definitely not. Would you say that there are any foods that we should be definitely avoiding in this time? Um, I think that depends. Like so for us, so our three-year-old is um, like if you're working on nighttime potty training, then you obviously wouldn't want to give a liquid. Like that would be something. Um, I, I, I mean, I think I just would... You can really use anything you want as long as it's not too exciting. Like I wouldn't necessarily recommend anything that's quite like that's really sweet because that would be more of a fun food and not just like a healthy snack. If I mean, and I say this with with like a little bit of a caveat because I don't like parents to track nutrition too closely because I think that that can really get in the way of trusting kids hunger but if your child is like consistently not eating 
an entire food group. Like this could be a way to offer it in the context of like, this is a fun thing that we're doing. Like you can now have whatever the food group is, like some item, like if they don't eat any dairy at all and you want them to be eating dairy, you could pick two things and give them a choice. Um, so that could be something you could try. Yeah. I like that. Definitely. I mean, yeah. choice is so big for the, for them. That's, and it makes them, I mean, especially if you're offering at least two boring right, foods, right, it's still fun. Right. Yeah. And like a little bit of power goes a really long way. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, and this actually translates really well into getting right. into bedtime um, because they've been able to kind of be in charge of something, which is so good. What about the difference between, and we, you kind of mentioned it, but um, especially in your own experience, the difference between like I'm hungry versus they're just trying to stall. Okay. So this can be pr- a little bit hard to figure out, but a lot of the times, well, sometimes when a child says they're hungry, they are hungry for not food, but they are hungry for something else to fill them up. And a lot of the times that's us and our attention, especially if we haven't been together all day or we've sort of rushed through dinner and um, are just eager to get them into bed. And so I usually try in that moment if a child says that they're hungry and like if they immediately go into whining and fussing mode, I assume that they are actually not hungry and that something else is going on. (laughs) If they like come in and calmly say like, I'm really hungry. I didn't eat enough for dinner. Like that's a very different ballgame. And this like would especially be with an older child, but it could be with a toddler too. Um, So I would recommend saying like, I hear, I hear you saying that you're hungry. Why don't we go read a book? And if they are appeased by that, then they were not actually hungry. And also, like, keep in mind that time frame. Like, if it is 45 minutes from when you ate dinner and they ate a decent dinner, you know, try to do something together as part of you, like, winding down the day um, to give them a chance to really feel like they have your full attention. I think that is super important to remember. I, I'm kind of guilty of that, too. And I'm thinking now about my oldest daughter. Um we we had, and I mentioned this at the beginning, that we had an episode that related to this. Um, I think it was last week we did some fun activity. We went out with friends or something, and we had dinner really early, like at like 4.30 or 5. It was like a food truck thing. And um, she had a grilled cheese, and I, in my brain, was like, okay, I need to remember, like, when we get home, I need to offer her something else. Um, and they're really, my, my girls are amazing eaters. We don't really have trouble with, like, not eating something. They'll at least try it. Mm-hmm. So in my in my head, I was like, okay, well, we'll get home. Obviously, it'll be a lot later, probably like seven. She's definitely going to be hungry. Well, I forgot about it. And so did she. And we came home and we like rushed through bedtime because it was pretty late. And we get them to bed. We close the door. And like 10 minutes later, she's like bawling. And she's like, we didn't even eat dinner. <laughs> she had like completely forgotten about yeah. it. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so I like, got her up and like gave her a peanut butter sandwich or something like that. Um, but I, I, I definitely can get in the moment when we have an off night and I rush through something like I'm not even remembering, right. um, like what, cause in my, I mean, I, cause I'm in control of what I can do later. So I'll get myself. Exactly. Snack, I, I kind of forget about them in those rushed times. Um, and that even relates to like, I am thinking about when she does say that I'm hungry. Um, she actually does say it in a calming way, which yes. now I'm like, oh, I guess that's, I guess you're actually hungry. Well, and if you're offering, if you're offering like a fairly boring food and she eats it, then like she probably was really hungry. Like no one's just going to sit around and like eat bananas because like that's just not like (laughs) kids are really good at at being in touch with their own hunger. And like little kids do not have a reason to most of the time don't have a reason to eat like boring foods like that if it's not 
like if they're not actually satisfying their hungry hunger. So, you know, I would trust them. Um, you know, you don't want to ever be like, oh, you're not hungry. I don't believe you. But I think you know your kid best. And like I know that my oldest often at night says she's hungry because she just wants one-on-one attention. So that's something that you need to like just pay attention to the sort of when things are when things are being requested in the context and what else is going That is on. a really good tip. I'm going to start to pay attention to that <laughs> for sure. Um, I love that. Thank you for sharing all this. This was like gold. I really appreciate it. And um, bedtime snack information definitely is critical, yeah. um, kind of tail ending into like getting your child into bed. And I love that you specifically mentioned one-on-one time because that's, that's huge in what I teach. Yeah. And one other thing I did want to say is that whenever we do a bedtime snack, and we don't often Honestly, we don't do it that often because we sort of eat and then it's like getting into bedtime. But I would recommend that you sit down at the table and that you're not like the child is not looking at books. They're not looking at a screen. They're like if they're hungry, they need to focus on the food because that can quickly spiral into like I want more. I want something else because I'm looking at this thing and not really paying attention. Um, So like have them sit down, make it sort of like any other snack or meal would be yes, handled. Yes, I think that's definitely true. And I um, I see that happen a lot of times in situations, as even with um, even with babies, really. I mean, like, um, you know, feeding at the high chair while we're doing something else and we're not really like 100% yeah. focused on what's happening. Um, but I'm guilty of it too. I may be scrolling on my phone, eating a snack, and then I look down, I'm like, where did my snack go? <laughs> I don't even know. Right, right. So that's so good to remember that. Um, thank you, Amy, for sharing all this. This was super helpful for sure. So how can we find your podcast and, and connect with you more? So anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can search for comfort food and you will find it. Um, and then you can find me online at yummytoddlerfood.com. And then on social, I'm at yummytoddlerfood. And if anyone has any questions or they, you know, they want to like run something by me, just send me a DM, DM on Instagram and I'd be happy to help. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Becca. Thank you, Amy, for being a part of that. I hope you enjoyed and got a lot of good stuff out of that. I've even been using her lines, her scripts um, with my clients and with my own children. So I'm excited for you to go ahead and start using this too. As always, let us know about this podcast. What do you think of it? What have you been loving? What's your favorite episode? You can do this in a number of ways. You can tell us publicly. Go to the iTunes review. If you are listening on iTunes, just scroll down while you're listening and you can leave a review while you're listening. It's a great thing to do. Share this podcast with somebody who you know has a sneaky toddler or preschooler who is like all about those bedtime snacks. Share this with them because it means the world to know, hey, this is something that you can get help on and this is a great, great episode to listen to. Again, you can steal that script. I'm already doing it. I would also love for you to tell us on Instagram, take a screenshot of this episode, share it with me on stories. I would love to see where you guys are listening and uh, what you thought. Thanks so much for being here today, y'all. Sweet dreams. See you next time.